It's the end of January. And, you know, a lot of uh, interesting things have already unfolded, right? So, you know, we had the capital rights in the beginning, right? Now, near the end, we are having a war against hedge funds right now. Everyone's talking about that stuff. It's heating up. Um, welcome, welcome to another episode of Just Dom. Name's David. Um, you know the first thing I kind of want to stop. You know, it's uh, unrelated to basketball, but you know, it's it's um, it relates to I guess like some things that I do enjoy, right? You know, one of the uh, Hottest news that everyone's talking about is, you know, Occupy Wall Street bets. You know, for, you know, people who's unaware, you know, it's basically, you know, subreddit on, you know, Reddit for investing. But not just investing, it's more the, uh, you know, lose money, but, you know, lose money with friends, Right. You know, sir, this is a casino kind of thing. Um, a lot of the, uh, you know, troubling stuff that I've seen is, you know, the, uh, you know, the hedge fund stuff. And you'll blame the retail stuff, right? That's a lot of the kind of stupid stuff that I see. But... You know, other than that, you know, just a little background. Um, you know, I've been following Wall Street bets for some time. Right? I mean, I do investing on the side as well. You know, Planeteer Gang. And it's kind of interesting to see how, you know, the subreddit has gone uh, mainstream, right? It's all over the news. I mean, I know, you know, Wall Street bets has been on the news sometimes. Like, they've been on, like, Wall Street Journal, I believe, and they've been on certain like articles but not up to this level right i mean i've remembered for those of you who are uninitiated you know i've been on a part of wall street bets for like uh let's see let's see from what i remember i've been here and there but you know for the most memorable you know people and posts that i've seen is you know you know the legend himself you know control the narrative where uh, he experienced the big guh. playing with margins right where he was just borrowing a lot of money and i believe he bet on apple yeah and then all of a sudden you know i think opening came he just it just went right and you know the legend of uh anal farmer of him betting on spy 
outputs. And one thing led to another where he bet 100K. And he just kept betting and betting. He made $600,000, right? $600,000. And the reason he did that was because of one, you know, one Mr. Mangle tweet. And everything dropped. He makes bank. You know, a sensible person would uh would just, you know, take their profits and run, right? Six hundred thousand is, you know, absolutely, you know, disgusting profits, right? Wrong. You know, we are all out here trying to be millionaires, right? It's not in our interest to be, you know, tax and debt slaves, right? Why would you be a wage cuck? Well, he can be a millionaire, right? So obviously, he what he does is he uh, he doubles down, and then he loses it all through canopy calls, I believe, right? Never heard from him ever again. I think he was like nineteen, right? I mean, dude, that's what happens. That's what happens, right? A lot of things have happened. You know, there's a lot of stuff with the irony, man. And him losing a bunch of money on spreads. We just lose money. That's the Wall Street bets way, right? A lot of things have happened. And then here comes, you know, the legend himself. You know, Roaring Kitty, a.k.a., you know, deep fucking value. He sees, you know, a great play of, you know, hedge funds shorting GameStop 140%. Right, and this GameStop last year was like three dollars, right? Near March twenty twenty and April twenty twenty in that range, and everyone was talking about how Michael Blurry was, uh, Michael Burry was, you know, accumulating GameStop, and everyone was making fun of him. But at the same time, you know, Michael Burry is basically a god among Wall Street bets, right? Everyone calling the big short. I mean, you got a bunch of gods, right, from Wall Street bets. You got Michael Burry. You got Elon Musk. You got Gordon Gecko. You got, like, you know, who else is, like, there, right? A lot of, like, bunch of names that uh, people respect over there. So, you know, as time went on, you know, GameStop, you know, slowly goes up because every stock goes up right because of the fed manipulation and you know we're in a bubble who cares if we're in a bubble right now right because at the end of the day you know the printer goes and you know he bets 50k to counteract with the hedge funds uh, short right posts on reddit all public right Everything is public, and when people found the momentum, you know, everyone, you know, wash your beds. We don't do our, you know, due diligence, right? When we see a post, you know, a lot of rocket ships, I'm in. You see those comments, I'm in, basically, right? Everyone gets in, hedge fund starts losing money, right? And now all of a sudden, you see the momentum here of them losing billions. And the reaction, right? The reaction towards, uh, you know, the older generation compared to the millennial generation that I'm in, right? 
everyone on TV that's a head talking head is now lambasting, you know, the retail traders of, you know, basically trying to scare them, making it sound like they're doing an illegal, you know, pump and dump. That's not even the case, right? Right. They're just trying to scare the older generation of people to kind of pull out their money or maybe kind of influence, you know, whether they're, you know, child is, you know, investing as well, right? It seems like everyone's investing just to buy GameStop, right? It's basically Occupy Wall Street 2.0 where, you know, basically now you have the Wall Street attention because they're actually losing money now, right? You know, the common folk is actually rising against the elite. And, you know, with more people buying, you know, the more, you know, price swings that, you know, GameStop experiences, the more billions that they lose. So what they do is, you know, Melvin's, you know, snitch ass goes on CNBC, you know, tells, you know, certain reporters, you know, Andrew, you know, left Sorkin or whatever that dude's name is, you know, his little cuck ass. Is, you know, trying to dissuade, you know, traders. Uh, real questions, of course, about stock manipulation, about uh, the power of what's taking place on places like Reddit. Really what's motivating uh, this type of trading behavior at all. It clearly has nothing to do with the fundamentals of GameStop itself uh, anymore and much more to do with uh, uh, sort of uh, pop psychology of uh, who, who's going who's to be left holding the bag. Uh, the thing that concerns me most at this point is uh, whether some of these investors will actually start to get out today. They'll look at this and say, we won the game if if that's winning. Uh, I mean, they're just feeding them lines, right? You know, you, this ain't no pump and dump. You know, we like the stock. You know, everything's public. This is not the first time, you know, the hedge funds have actually used Wall Street Best to counter bet them. Every post is public, right? So, you know, that narrative is so stupid. And, you know, for them to just, you know, talk about the retail investor, like they just don't know what they're doing is just, you know, peak comedy. The short sellers, generally speaking, are more knowledgeable than the long players. You know, if you think about it, like just by these couple of days of just watching these reporters and how they're talking about you know, the common people investing, dude, the amount of disgust that they show towards them should be really eye-opening towards everyone, dude, because, like, these guys want you to just be a, just a wage cuck throughout your whole life, pay your taxes, save your money in a bank, but not just that, we'll use your money in the bank in order to, you know, make ourselves rich, right? I mean, the 2008, you know, financial crisis that happened, like, no one went to jail, right? No one went to jail. Occupy Wall Street, when people showed up at Wall Street to, you know, protest, right? They didn't really have kind of a... Uh, clear clear cut message right i mean a lot of it was just you know factional hey you know capitalism bad blah 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 and all that stuff and then you see the elite people come out you know just peering down the you know con people you know drinking champagne right just kind of like kind of pissed them off and stuff like that 
And now, you know, you see, you know, 2021, right, where everyone's just buying GameStop to increase the price swings, causing the losing more money, right? I mean, every time these CNBC talking heads saying, oh, you know, Melvin closed their shorts, closed their, you know, positions, they're lying, right? I mean, the amount of stock manipulation that I've ever seen just blatantly in your face, right? Blatantly in your face. I mean, like, it is like, bro, it's like we are in a movie right now, right? Where you're thinking to the scriptwriter, like, dude, that's just too obvious. Like, there's no way the audience would, like, fall for that, right? But it's actually happening right now. Like, they're literally manipulating the stock. Well, they intentionally cratered uh, a bunch of stocks, a lot of the ones you just mentioned, the short seed stocks, by not letting people buy it, only selling it. There was only one outcome, crater the stock. Uh, they basically stole money from their own clients. They knew that was going to happen to help the hedge funds basically cover. Is there proof of that? If they do the investigation right, I'm sure there will be. But, you know, it's one thing to say we're worried and you freeze the market and you can't buy or sell. And if people want to liquidate at what it is, fine. But to intentionally crater the stock at the expense of all of your customers, well, that's criminal in my mind. That's flat out criminal. I mean, just look at, you know, Vlad on Robin Hood, right? You know, Vlad on comes on every news outlet and starts lying, saying that they're protecting, you know, the retail investors, right? Why does the retail investors need protection in the first place, right? Why do, why do we need protection when we're the ones who know the full risk of investing? How is it protecting the investors, the retail investors, by only causing one option on certain stocks to just sell? Like you can't even buy the stock anymore. You just have to sell, right? So when you see kind of stuff like that, it kind of triggers in you know, certain people's minds got paper hands. Right, paper hands like obviously like oh oh no I can't increase my position, and now I'm kind of spooked right so I'm I'm gonna have to sell. I mean that's what you're psychologically doing to certain people right who have paper hands. Some people like just like you know repost and they get influenced or like oh, okay this sounds good all right. And when push comes to shove they just sell immediately if it dips like a little bit like maybe if it dips like five percent or ten percent, you know oh damn like you know I'm they're kind of shook so. They sell, right? I mean, that's what happened with the Wall Street bets. You know, Discord they banned the Discord for, you know, quote unquote hate speech, right? But like they put the Discord back up. That Discord, I used to be in that Discord, but now it's like filled up to the max, where it's like 500k members. So you know, I can't even get in anymore. So now you know they put it back up, right? I mean, how's that not manipulation? Because you know they spooked them. Wall Street bets went private. Stock drops stock options eliminating them you're obviously you know forcing the hand of the retail investors while allowing hedge funds to cover their shorts right because when the creators they make some of their money back maybe they get out of their positions i don't know right i don't think they get got out of their positions and now they're just gonna they're just gonna pay the fine right how you know corrupt the system is where you know it's easier to pay the fine and, you know, possibly go to jail, then actually lose 
you know, billions upon billions in their, in their, in their position just to short games 140%, right, on the, on the short float. I don't even know how that is even legal, right? Shorting, you know, the stock 140%. I mean, wasn't that the case of, you know, shorting, you know, the the bubble in 2008? If I remember correctly, that should be illegal. So I don't know how is that even legal. So maybe I'm getting my facts, you know, wrong, but just the amount of people, you know, talking about, you know, oh, man, we had to protect this, protect that, you know. You know, they don't know what they're investing in, like stuff like that. Like, dude, you just got y'all, y'all talking heads are just, you know, your time is over. So the people have basically come together. They're tired of, you know, stock manipulation because that's what they always do on CNBC, right? They go on CNBC. What's that dude's name? Bill Ackman, right? The Pershing Holden dude or whatever is, you know, one of the successful you know hedge fund managers right goes on cnbc starts crying you know uh you know oh you know hell is coming every stock dips rebuys at the end at the bottom makes billions upon billions that's cool right that's cool but if one dude with his tie you know tied up on his hair bets 50k on gamestop right place where if i want to you know sell my you know PS2 games right now, right? If I want to sell my Jack, you know, Jack and Dexter collection, my Final Fantasy collections, they'll only give me like two bucks for that shit. This dude bet, was it April? Like leap calls? No, a six month call ending in April. I believe it's a 12 call April ending on April 6th expiration date. That's not cool right now, right? I mean, a lot of people are talking about it. It seems like See, a lot of people who are talking about the Wall Street bet thing, they're just riding the wave, right? They don't really know too much of Wall Street bets. Wall Street bets is all, you know, it's one of the last standing, you know, OG subreddits where you can, you know, basically say whatever you want. I mean, not kind of say whatever you want in a way where, you know, can't be all racist and stuff like that. But say where you want and how you feel. It's the last bastion of basically, you know, where everyone comes together just to lose money, right? Lose money with friends. That's what it's always been. You know, here we are today where, you know, people should basically, you know, continue the fight, right? I mean, I got my game stop, you know. It goes down, you know. I'm not a financial advisor or whatever. It's just not financial advice. But, you know, the hedge funds, I don't think they're going to win at all. And this is a once in a time, once in a lifetime event again where now it seems the little guy's gonna win and it seems like you know it's only a matter of time before you know the game stuff squeeze happens hopefully all this uh, stock actually goes up all the way up to 10k or whatever because they have the melvin melvin has infinite risk right you know you know a lot of people who are spoken that are for you know, this GameStop thing, you know, we got Chamath, you know, Elon, you know, Dave Portnoy talking to, you know, Stephen Cohen. And, you know, a lot of the dominoes are coming down. And the fact that, you know, the regulators are actually looking into this and fast-tracking this thing shows that who's really, you know, 
who's really for who, right? I mean, who is who are they really protecting? It should really open the eyes of people, right? You know, Occupy Wall Street bets. We're going to the moon. Don't sell. Don't sell. That's the main the main message. You know, apes together strong. Okay, so you know a lot of the talks right now is you know talk about some MVP talks, right? So basically, so far the teams, I believe, right, the people who are leading the MVP ladder right now. You got Joel Embiid, right? You know, it's been a long time since the center has been you know kind of like the number one favorite so far. In the NBA, I mean, you got Joel Embiid, who's averaging basically like 28-11 with some elite defense. And the Sixers are number one. Sixers are number one in the East. And when this dude sits, they basically lose, right? I mean, they, they need him. I mean, Tobias Harris is playing great. Tobias Harris is playing great. You know, Ben Simmons does Ben Simmons, whatever he wants, right? So now they have shooters. Like, you're seeing, like... Basically, what Joel Embiid's been dealing with these couple of years because they have really haven't been providing much spacing for Joel Embiid to operate. So now you have you know Danny Green, Seth Curry. Um, you have other people. Uh, I believe they're helping them out too. And you got a competent backup in Dwight Howard right now. So now you can kind of sway his minutes a little bit. So he has he's more fresher. He's more fresher to, you know, deal with. They got, uh, I think they had the other dude. What's his name? The Bradley guy. So he has competent backup, so he can sit now, right? I mean, prior years of, you know, ha- having him bead, there's not, his backups really didn't, uh, couldn't really do much. Where uh, if he sits, they didn't really have too much of a, you know, on the center position in terms of depth. So now they do. Obviously, you know, Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. He's like, eh. He could always do better, right? But he's just producing how he always produced. But now he has he has more spacing. So, Tobias is playing great. And Sixers are... Sixers are number one. So, he, uh, he's looking like the favorite right now. And if he does continue his output, he probably might win. It's, it's kind of crazy how, uh, you know... How a center is uh, being MVP. That's... Uh, Hasn't happened in a long, long time. Let's see. Just going back, I think the last center to win MVP was Shaquille O'Neal. And let's see. Let's see. 2001? It's a 2000 2001. It might be that season where he averaged like 30 and he led the league in scoring. If I remember correctly. All right. It's crazy. Crazy. And then you got the second, you know, center in the MVP favorite, you know, conversation is, you know, you know, uh, the man himself in Denver, Jokic. I mean, this dude is putting up historic numbers, right? I mean, this dude was averaging a triple-double near the beginning of the season, and his efficiency was, like, insane, right? If you, if you compare his efficiency and impact, Compared to Russell Westbrook, who was averaging triple double as well. I mean, it was night and day. But you know, you couldn't really say much because he wasn't winning. 
right? Because he was like one and four in the beginning, but he was averaging like 18, 11, and 10, something of that range and like super efficient numbers, right? So now he's like, I, th- I think he's like fourth place in the Western Conference. And Denver usually does good in the um, regular season, and he puts up some great numbers, right, for a center that play makes as well. I mean, he's playing point center. So right now, I mean, this dude's, this dude's putting up, you know, historic numbers again for a center position. I mean, this dude's averaging, what, like 25, 11, and 8? Something of, of that, uh, something of that, you know, caliber, right? Because when this dude sits, like, everything, everything falls apart for Denver. I think that I saw a post on, like, Reddit where it's like, you know, if Jokic, you know, plays right they're like pretty high in terms of player efficiency and like win shares and everything and if Jokic sits they're historically like the worst team in the NBA now that's obviously kind of a kind of drastic and you know kind of a needs more context kind of thing but at the same time it shows you how great you know you know Jokic is Jokic is basically the engine that drives you know Denver sure he has you know Murray, you know, Michael Porter Jr. needs to, you know, step up, help out more as well. But he was, like, quarantined for, like, a month. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what what was up with that. Right? So, we'll see if they rise to the rankings. You know, LeBron James. Obviously, LeBron James putting up, you know, MVP-like numbers again. But I don't think he's going to win MVP. Because I feel like, you know, he's uh, it's the Anthony Davis kind of thing where it's supposedly going to cancel out. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, if he reaches number one seed, he probably will win um, probably will win MVP, right? So it's a lot. It's, you know, the race for MVP this year is like, it's pretty interesting, right? I mean, the favorite. I thought in the beginning of the season, this could be Luka Doncic. But Luka Doncic right now is, uh, is doing, he's not doing great. Uh, in terms of expectation, I thought it would uh, because um, yeah, his field goal percentage is pretty dipping and his efficiency is dipping right now. But you know he'll he'll have he'll have his he'll have his moments. Right now, I don't think he, I, I guess he's not ready for uh, MVP caliber season. You know, interesting enough, you know Kawhi Leonard is also having a kind of an MVP kind of season, but no one's talking about him. I mean, when you talk about MVP, you're probably talking about Kevin Durant, Levin, LeBron James. You know, Embiid, Jokic, yeah, Kawhi Leonard right here was quietly averaging, you know, basically, basically 50, 40, 90. I mean, this dude's averaging like basically 50, 40, 90, right? I mean, this dude's averaging like 25, like 5 and 5. Like, being basically, I think he's, aren't the Clippers like the second seed right now? I mean, the Clippers are balling right now. I mean, Paul George is playing good, but... Or not, I don't know, I shouldn't say good. He's playing great, right? I mean, Paul George is basically playing, like, doing his own 50-40-90 thing, right, so far. And, you know, the Clippers are, are basically, you know, quietly play, beating, beating teams in the NBA and being second, right? They're quietly winning, and no one talks about them. Nobody talks about them. It's, it's so interesting. Because they were all the talk last year, obviously, you know, 
Obviously, you know, the the new the new sheriff in town, you know, Kawhi Leonard, and then they lose, you know, they lose a three one lead and boom, they get memed to death. You know, this season, right? Where Kawhi Leonard said, I'm gonna play back to backs. So there is no excuse for Kawhi Leonard not to be in the MVP conversation, like putting out twenty five, five and five, being the second team in the NBA. He might win defensive player of the year. Like, dude, Kawhi Leonard balling out this year and no one talks about him so i guess you know i guess the clipper fans are kind of like yeah yeah we're we're cool with that right we don't want you know we don't we're we're fine going to the radar after you know after getting meme to death it's cool Kawhi leonard kevin durant obviously he's putting up historical numbers you know the comeback player of the year but you know the nba doesn't do that stuff right no comeback player of the year but he's easily the comeback player of the year from the nba and should be in the mvp narrative as well, I mean, no one expected this guy to average, like, what, the numbers that he's averaging? Isn't he averaging, like, 50, 50, 90 or something? Something of that range. Like, it's like, he's on the level of efficiency on the likes of Steph Curry's unanimous MVP. He was putting up stats like that before, before James Harden. So now that they have James Harden, like, will they give them the, the you know, the MVP? You know, we'll see if they end up being number one and Kevin Durant's putting up these kind of historic numbers, right? I mean, they gave LeBron James, you know, MVP in 2012 where LeBron James basically averaged like almost 60%, I think. Did he average like 60 No, something in that range. We averaged 27-7-7, right? Playing elite defense and, you know, he had Wade and Bosh, right? You know, thinking about it right now, you know, Kevin Durant, dude coming up with busted Achilles. Like, you would think, like, dude with busted Achilles, like, man, like, you know, I'm kind of weary. I'm pretty, you know, like, yeah, um, I wouldn't doubt Kevin Durant, but at the same time, like, dude, like, like, this dude's blowing past people, right? Dude's killing it right now. He's killing it right now. Nets. Nets, dude. I mean, you know, Giannis ain't going to win, you know, MVP in the the East no more, right? Because of voter fatigue. They're not going to give Giannis, uh... MVP for a bit, even no matter how how good he plays, unless unless Giannis like puts up historic numbers again, like even better historic numbers. But you know what's the chances of that, right? He's playing great, but at the same time, it's like eh, like dude, like you might need to improve some stuff in your skill set, right? I mean, it's what Charles said, like you know, man, this guy needs to get better on certain things. So you know, he's great right now, but. You know, this guy could be even better. The race for MVP, it's going to be interesting to see, right? I mean, I mean, a lot of his narrative for MVP, but at the same time, like, if LeBron James is not, you know, number one in, in the in the West again and the number one team overall, I don't think uh, I don't think he might win MVP. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm not trying to bet on LeBron James against him, but... I mean, just just watching these narratives on like ESPN and like the jump where they're saying like, "Oh man, look at LeBron James. He's you know age thirty six, playing this great. You know we have to give him the MVP, right? Because he might not have any more seasons left like this. Like, dude, that's not how it works, right? The MVP goes to the best player on the best team in the NBA, or that should be right. But you know they make certain special cases." And, you know, last year, they're the driving force of Giannis versus LeBron James. 
you know, they're trying to make all these weird ass arguments against Giannis, but ironically, Giannis, the arguments they were used on Giannis were actually used on LeBron James in the past, right? It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, so far, um, my pick for the MVP, it's gotta be Embiid. So far, I mean, no one really expected. You know, they didn't really have a high expectations for the Sixers at all. Right, I mean, Doc, Doc, you know, is kind of a, you know, middle of the pack kind of coach. It was like, eh, I mean, you see what he did with talented teams, right? He didn't really uh, go too far with them, except for that, you know, big three Celtics team, right? Everything else besides that Celtics team, he has, you know, underachieved or just failed. Say what you will, right? So, you know, for them to be number one so far and be playing the best basketball, you know, that he's been playing for a bit, kudos to the spacing he's gaining and, you know, how he gets to operate now for, you know, Daryl Morey, you know, moving pieces around to help Embiid. I mean, it's what, you know, Morey said, right? It's championship or bust. And I believe it is championship or bust. Like, it should be championship or bust, right? So... At the end of the day, you know, you know, are we playing to win? You know, are we, you know, are we playing to, for stats, right? And that's, we're playing to win. So, so far, you know, MVP, it should be, you know, MB, right? So, it'd be crazy for a center to win, man. It should be great because, you know, if a center wins, it should actually influence more people to, uh, more centers to uh, come back. You know, Adam Silver uh, wants to bring the All-Star game back? Like, or supposedly wants to bring the All-Star game back. I mean, I thought that originally the All-Star game was canceled. Like, I could have swore the All-Star game was canceled because of health reasons. And now, they want to implement an All-Star game. I believe in March? In March. I believe the, the I believe Adam Silver is considering doing the All Star Game in Atlanta, right? Supposedly it's just rumors, but you know, of, of course, you know they want to you know have a All Star Game so they can basically you know generate more revenue, right? Because everything's down, everything is down. I thought I thought the NBA was all about health. You got security guards, you know, now in the NBA that's just they had to patrol them and prevent people from, you know, giving jerseys to each other and, like, talking to each other after the game. It doesn't even make sense, right? I mean, you got that security guard go up to, you know, Kyrie Irving, right, and Bam Adebayo. And when they wanted to do the jersey exchange, like, security came in like, nope. Like, he grabbed a handful of slap ass with uh, Bam just to push him away from Kyrie and, like, Kyrie was like, what the heck is going on, bro? And Bam was like, what the? It's just so weird. You know, they still got the jersey exchange. They just can't do it, like, in public. I think they did it in public in their next game. But, you know, usually when people do that, it's, uh, you know, on the court kind of thing where I guess they take pictures and whatnot. But they can easily do it behind the scene. But they, I don't know why they don't. But you know, it's just show you right now when the 
when the NBA wants the All-Star game, it's to, you know, boost up the revenue, get sponsorships and commercials being played. Because the NBA is always about about money, right? So don't don't get it twisted with all this health reasons stuff, like because all this optics of like, yeah, you know, we believe in this, you know, stuff right now. And we gotta cover up our masks. We gotta wear masks on the bench. Don't talk to anyone after the game. Don't hug. We got the we got the cameras on you. And then they're thinking, like, dude, you can do whatever the fuck you want, basically. You can do whatever you want after the game. Like, just don't mess it up for us, right? So now they're considering the All-Star. Obviously, they want new jerseys. They always print on new jerseys every year, you know, obviously for jersey sales, right? Every year, slam dunk contest, you know, three-point contest. You know they want to do that stuff, right? Is Atlanta open? I think they were. I think Atlanta's open, but... At the same time, they don't. I'm pretty sure they don't want anyone in the arena because it might cause a kind of a, uh, you know, health crisis kind of thing. So you know, Hanno Silver is at it again, right? All in the name for profit. Because at the end of the day, money's money, right? It's like, uh, you know, when is, when is enough enough, right? You know, the NBA is a billion dollar business. They can't they can't mess things up. So when there's a when there's an opportunity to make some money, go for it, dude. That's what the NBA's model is. It's what it always has been, right? Because you know salary caps, you know, off-season signings that's tied to you know ownership in these contracts, right? In these contracts, they're gonna need to make money flow because you know the off season they're not gonna be able to sign certain people to like specific contract lengths and then whatnot. Even though Gordon Hayward still was signing 120 million, I'm like pretty surprised about that. But you know Gordon Hayward's kind of living up to that contract, so you know kudos to the Charlotte Hornets, right? Like no one's talking about that now, right? They're not clowning the Hornets, like even though Gordon Hayward should be an All Star this year, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, like. With more information going on right now, because I'm pretty sure you know it's kind of the should they deal with backlash when it comes to going to you know an all star game or do the players even want an all star game? Does Kyrie Irving want to go to the all star game even though he's the vice president, right? So he'll have to decide. We'll see what happens, right? We'll see. You know, ending off, uh, you know, ending off, it's, uh, time flies. January, end of January, this is recorded January 31st. February's coming. Yeah, you got Fuller's Bear come out soon, but, you know, whatever. Um, I think that should be it. Um, I just want to say, you know, whoever's listening, you know, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. Um. Hope y'all stay safe. Um, don't sell. Don't sell any GME, GameStop. Um, I'll see you when I see you. All right, thank you. Peace out. Oh.